What's Up Wenatchee is brought to you in part by Homegrown with Brent and Nikki, the new morning show that's heard Monday through Friday from 6 to 10 Pacific Standard Time on Country 1047 KKRV. Homegrown with Brent and Nikki can be heard locally in the Wenatchee Valley at 1047 FM, online at KKRV.com, or through the Odyssey app. You know, when I first moved to Wenatchee, I had no idea what the Numerica Pack Festival of Trees was. I didn't know how important it was to our community. Geez, how far I have come. Two months after I moved here, I got asked to go to the little black dress party with a few of the other women within the radio station I was working for at the time. I got all dressed up. I I realized this because it came up on the Facebook memories. This is what you looked like five, six, seven years ago, however long ago it was. And I showed it to some people now and they're like, whoa, my mind is blown. I can't believe that you would go to the little black dress party. Well, yeah, I loved it. It was a lot of fun. I was trying to really get to know the people I was working with. And then the education for me started on how ingrained in this community the Numerica Performing Arts Center really is. Why that particular week, the Festival of Trees, it was back then the Little Black Dress Party and of course Holiday Spice and the gala and the trees and all that, why it is so important to support that cause. And of course, over the years, I have learned how important it really is. I go every year. I know people who donate the trees. I have been a vendor at the Little Black Dress Party. I've emceed the Little Black Dress Party. And of course, when COVID hit, the theater and the performing arts in general took it really hard. I understood that as somebody in radio. It's entertainment. We took a hit. The executive director stepped back. We've got a new executive director, Woody Lotz. And it was time for me to sit down with him and find out what he was all about. This looks promising. Yay. Woo. Levels. Levels. I can already tell that I like you because you started singing your words. Yeah. And I do that all the time. I, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Having problems with the sound system. I used to do a, a, D, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast for a couple of years. And before, like anytime we would get on, it was just immediately... I would start singing or someone would start singing. I'm like, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I have to. I'm not a singer in any way, shape, or form, but I feel good about it. I host karaoke every Friday night. I can't sing. I'm like the one and only karaoke host that cannot sing because normally they can hold a tune, right? And I, I kind of can, but I get up there and I'm like, <clears throat> I'm going to show you exactly how easy it is to sing karaoke because I get up there and I sing like the worst song that's totally out of my range. Yeah. And I go, see, now you do it. And everybody just feels a little bit more comfortable. Where do you host like, karaoke at? Uh, the Buzz In. Oh, okay. On the Wenatchee side. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Every Friday. It's a good time. You should come out sometime. I know. They were art. A bunch of artists were trying to get me to come out my first week to go karaoke with them. I was like, folks, I just moved myself here. I am so tired. It how, is- wait, how long have you been here? I started on August 23rd. Oh, wow. Yeah. You are new, new. Yeah. Baby new. Baby new. Wow. So you just started in August. Yep. Did you even know about the Festival of Trees before you applied and moved here and got this? I knew it was an event that we did. Didn't realize the magnitude of what it is and or was. So definitely a little different. Right. It's it's a like baptism by fire 
everything has been a baptism by fire. Everything. Yeah. I mean, because we've also been closed for 18 months. And then you also have a history of 20 years. Don't you feel like they should have had a binder with all of that information in it? Good, bad, indifferent. I don't think anybody and knew. Like, just there's just so over. much out there that, you know, you get pieces and this and that. Do you know the policy that we have in place? No. At the at the PAC? Uh, for, like, the COVID? Yep. Um, uh, why don't you tell me so, so I don't do, mess it we up? We do proof of vaccination. We ask for proof of vaccination or a, a negative COVID test within 72 hours. And then you still have to wear a mask. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So and people are not happy that, about it. Were, it, was, it was pretty rough when the board announced the policy. It was a pretty rough week for my staff and I. I mean, that can't be an easy decision, though, right? No. Like, to no. sit down and be like, what are we going to do? What do we have to do? But when you look at it, right, from a business standpoint, you have to look at it and say, okay, let's look at what the industry is doing. You have to look at what are your industry trends, research, data, analytics. That's how you back up a business. You have to do it with everything that you do. So you look at what's the top form of our industry? Broadway. Broadway has this policy in place. They need to go to the Guthrie in Minneapolis, Minnesota that August Wilson started. Same policy. Steppenwolf, started by John uh, Malkovich and Gary Sinise and a bunch of other actors. Same policy along with 66 other Chicago area theaters. Then you come to the West Coast. La Jolla Playhouse has the same policy. Oregon Shakespeare Festival has the same policy. Seattle Opera, Seattle Theater Group, uh, The Gorge, after what happened at Watershed, instituted the same policy. So it was having some foresight and saying, one, if we don't do this, are we doing everything we can to protect the community? Two, if we don't do this, and in something in that case happens, how are myself, my staff, and my board supposed to sleep at night going, we didn't do everything we could to try and keep people as safe as possible? I knew I was going to like you for a reason. And, and not just because you instituted this policy or not. I, I don't give my opinions on that either way. No, I can't. But because you back up the policy. Right. You have to you look did at your research. Yes, you do your research, right? So I always tell the staff, we have to do our research. If we're going to make a decision like this, what are we doing here, right? And then because it's not my job to tell people what to do one way or the other. That's not our job as a business, right? But we can give the option and we can then help support people if they needed help getting tested. We would call certain places to help them out and try and make things happen for them because they want to come see live entertainment too. Everybody deserves to have that, right? The whole community deserves to have that. So let us put our best foot forward and help the community help us, help you, and trust each other. On the back end of that, we were doing a 10-show run of Mamma Mia. If one of those artists gets it, and these people have been rehearsing for two years, one person gets it, the whole show shut down, mm-hmm. the entire show. And then we're done. Then it's over. Ball game's over. Then there's no show for anyone. And you don't want that. You know, so I have artist safety to think about, community safety to think about, also while running this business and saying, okay, if we didn't do this, then the governor and the state goes, well, look at all these other examples of places that did it and you chose not to do it. And then we get some type of fine that we can't pay. Right. After just just reopening for three, after three weeks. That's when we opened Mamma Mia that had been trying to happen for two years. I know. And and Mamma Mia was actually a, a tough call for myself. I have people, friends, close friends, who were in it, in the cast. And I was so proud of them for making it onto the cast. And I was so excited. When it first came out, this was pre-COVID, I bought front row tickets the first day they went on sale. And 
And then they had to cancel the show. I donated the money the first time around, right? Like, because they gave you that option. I said, I'll just buy the tickets when they come back around again. By the time they came back around, the policy was in place. And I have a four-month-old baby, almost five-month-old baby. He was just starting in daycare. He got the, I got it from daycare, cold, head cold. Yeah. So there was that running through, like, our family. We were kind of staying close. And so I ended up not making the decision not to go to Mamma Mia. And that was hard. That was hard. Even though no COVID, I could have given a negative test. I could have gone if I wanted to. But for the safety of my own personal choice, my own personal family, decided not to go. Supported in a way that I could, even though my friends were there. And I was like, go do it. Go And, and that's tough because it's a, we see it every facet, right? Because sometimes what's difficult is we look at something from our own perspective and then you go, there's a whole other slice of the pie and then there's another slice of that pie and another slice of that pie. So there are people who have to stay close to their families. I have board members that are like, I can't come help check people in, not because I don't want to, but I have three children at home mm-hmm. and I have to think of them. Or I am taking care of my parent now who is in the elder part of their life. And I'm going to make that choice or I'm not coming because um, I don't fully believe in the policy. All of those opinions, I thoroughly respect because you are allowed to make that decision any and every time. We have to make the decision for artists to keep them safe, to try and keep our audience safe. But we also are looking at what everybody else is doing in terms of their business in live performing arts. Because the back end of this is, There are artists that have not been working Mm -hmm. for over two years and they're saying, I can't go out and perform. I couldn't do this. You know, our traveling artists like Mike Super and Charlie Ross, who just did our one man Star Wars trilogy, hadn't been working, had not been working, just period. Couldn't be working anywhere. Yeah. Or or trying to figure out non-traditional ways of, of performing or getting their art out there, which is not an easy thing to do. And that's how we ended up figuring out how to do the courtyard shows. Mm-hmm. So that little courtyard area outdoors became this whole different revenue stream that we had never utilized before. And we could put 200 people outdoors out there with tables. We did a courtyard comedy show with Andrew Slater, who's a nationally known comedian. Um, we did a Hot August Nights music review out there. We did a courtyard concert with the June Bugs, which benefited Vets Serving Vets, which is all these items that we never would have explored before had it not been for this happening. So now there's a whole other way for us to experience the, the New America Performing Arts Center that we had never done before. Okay, let's get let's boil it down. Brass tacks here. COVID's not going to last forever. It has certainly changed the dynamic of a lot of things. Yes. I don't think that paradigm shift is ever going to go back to exactly the way that it used no. to be. No, no. There will be this, what people are calling the new normal. There are a lot of positives that come out of it. You know, uh, a lot of people are more focused on things like their family that that maybe they lost sight of before. Making those really important decisions based off of those important people, important things in Absolutely. their lives. More so than maybe they used to do. Mm-hmm. But we are going to get through this to the other end. And mm-hmm. those people who are around here who support the arts, support the Numerica Performing Arts Center are going to continue to support that even if they do not show up for your Festival of Trees. Even if they don't pay for the ticket to go to the show, they're going to, like I did with Mamma Mia, 
donate my ticket yep. money. Donate in whatever way they can. Donate online because they support it no matter what. You think about this, and I always tell people, we have to think about we are a mission-driven organization. Our mission is to be an excellent, accessible performing arts center that inspires, educates, and empowers our community. And if we continue to do that, and we always put our best foot forward, and sometimes we're going to put our best foot forward, and then we're going to trip over the other foot, and we're going to fail forward. And we're not going to do everything perfectly. And we're never going to do anything that everybody totally agrees with wholeheartedly, but they believe in the pack. There's a lot of heart. There's a lot of soul for the arts. They have a compassion for that. Not just a cultural impact, but when you think about if 450 people are downtown in our building, that means that this phenomenal downtown that we have in Wenatchee, all of these local businesses, that is an economic impact for them. And I always tell people, when you're donating to our organization to help us keep coming in, whether that's you just donating your tickets like you did, or you're donating to us just in support and saying, hey, I'm not going to come to a show, but I'm going to do this. Or I really hope that like you know, as we come through, we'll be able to come back and we'll be able to support in the way that we normally did. You cannot forget that those local business owners probably have children like you do who your kids go to school together, and that is their livelihood. Mm -hmm. So if the Numerica pack is as strong as it can be in supporting those businesses and driving that not only for the Valley, but for the entire region, which is what I believe it can, now we are inspiring our community, we are empowering our community members, and we're educating the rest of the state on what this Valley can really do and what it really brings. Woody, I don't know who was in charge of doing the hiring when they hired you, but I'm really glad that they did. Because on the community end of things, we can do our part. And yeah. that's by you know, either showing up or not showing up, but supporting monetarily uh, by donating goods or services. If you're a small business or if you're a person or if you're doing a podcast and yeah. getting the word out there, we can do whatever we can do on our end. But to know that there's somebody new, fresh, dedicated, with a really strong work ethic and a passion for this on your end... That's what we need to know, right? We need to know that that exists, that you're going to continue to try and find those interesting, new, different ways to keep people safe, but also get the love of art and the love of theater and all that out there, but in a safe way, but a creative way. We're, we're doing the best we can with what we've got. Mm -hmm. I always tell people that we have a staff of four people right now. We have four people running <laughs> the entire center, you know, and, and these people... My staff, my board, uh, former board members, our donors, our sponsors, they have been through the ringer with us. You know, but I also tell people it's not a coincidence that art ends the word heart. And our mission is always our heart, and that's how we lead ourselves forward. If we stay mission-driven and we always go back to that, we can always be better. And there's places we haven't been better in. We have a whole Spanish-speaking community that we just don't serve. We've tried, but... We haven't done do you our speak best. Spanish? Yeah, I do. So I lived in Peru. Uh, that's how I learned how to speak Spanish. I taught theater, third grade through seniors in high school for 13 months in, at Colegio Lord Byron in Arequipa, Peru. I lived there. Was very fortunate enough to to learn that. I my wife Osiris is uh, first generation from Mexico. She was the first member in her f immediate family to be born here in the states in Yuma, Arizona. Uh, my suegro. Chon is from um, Jalisco, Mexico, and my mother-in-law, Lucia, is from Sonora, Mexico. And Chon, actually, Ansuncion is his full name, but everybody calls him Chon. And I love to talk about him and Lucia because they're just, they're my family. I love them dearly. Um, they've done a lot for O.C. and I. And he came here when he was a kid, and he had to leave school in the fourth grade. So he had fourth grade education. 
and he started, he had to work in the fields in California, work in the fruit fields and all of that kind of stuff. And him and his brother one day decided, we're going to teach ourselves how to build houses. And they did. And he became a business owner that my mother-in-law, Lucia, she ran the business end of it. And he and his brother built homes and they sold the business and they're retired now. Very successful, very, very successful people. So, you know, I, I have a, I have a deep passion for serving every member of this community. The arts is to serve every member of this community. No matter who you are, we are trying to do our best. And again, sometimes we fail, sometimes we succeed, but we really think about how do we serve every member of this valley? There's over 100,000 people here, Mm -hmm. which means when we sell out a show, Nikki, that's only 0.5% of our population. So definitely underserved. Yeah. Yeah. So you can only do so much. So let's look at how do we bring more students in? How do we bring our Spanish-speaking community in? One of the things I've reached out to is Lincoln, the president at Wenatchee Pride. That's a very big item for me as well, personally, because when I had no place to go in college, my friends, a couple named Kim and Crystal, took me into their apartment, let me live with them for $100 a month, let me stay in their other room in their apartment for 100 bucks a month. I slept on a futon mattress, not a futon, a, a futon, futon mattress. mattress. And our buddy Chris GT slept on the couch and we paid them $100 a month in rent because we were this band of misfits that just formed this family, about 12 of us. And we had nothing, you know, serving tables. I tell people I worked as a professional actor, which means I served people um, chicken wings and beer for a long time in my life. <laughs> you know, my wife and I moved up here from Arizona after we graduated college, and uh, we moved into affordable income housing in Linwood, Washington. We had $25 in our bank account. Wow. So, I mean, you think about that, and I couldn't afford to go see art in Seattle unless right. I was in a show. Mm-hmm. We're still a business, but then how do we serve all the parts of our community? Sure. It's tricky questions. It, but I love that you're asking those questions because- some people would walk into a position like yours and, and look at it as something that needed to be fixed. Or right. Like, how do we fix this? These certain issues that come up, how do we fix it? And maybe there are certain things that need tweaking and, and molding and uh, massaging, but you look at it as there's so much more potential. How do we get to reach our maximum potential? And that's a totally different mindset. You have to. I have predecessors. Predecessor Matt Cadman, right? Everybody knows Matt. Yeah. Yeah. And and did wonderful things for the center. Did wonderful things. So it's not about coming in and tearing those things down, right? That's never the the goal. The goal is to look at those things and then say, okay, let's build on this and let's just keep growing it and making it better, right? That's what your job is as Mm -hmm. an executive director is to look at it and then go, okay, let me shift my mindset a little bit. And now let me ask this question. Why do we do it this way? Okay, now can we do it? a little bit different? Can we just open the, the scope just a little more? How do we broaden it this way? If I sat here and said, I got all the answers. I know exactly <laughs> what we need to do. Da, da, da. They're a liar. They lie. Woody, that's why you have a board. You know, yeah. That's why you have more than one pair of eyes on yeah. things. And you ask them questions. One of my goals in my board meetings is I send a TED Talk out before our board meetings. So the first one I sent out is the old Simon Sinek, um, The Power of Why, which he talks about what do you do? How do you, it's not about what you do or how you do it. It's about why you do. And our why is our mission. So I then made the board fill out two cards after the second TED talk that I sent called The Danger of a Singular Story, which uh, was by a Nigerian female author. And she talked about how people only perceived her a certain way and how she only perceived people a certain way. So our mission, right, is to see the whole community. 
So we all have a singular story of why we're sitting on the board or why we're on the staff or why I wanted this job, right? At our basic nature, we mm-hmm. are very egotistically driven. We are self-serving at our times, but that's why places like the Numerica Pack exist because it's something greater than ourselves, mm-hmm. right? It's why other organizations uh, exist in this valley because it's something greater than ourselves. So then I asked my board on these two note cards. I said, well, I want you to write down two things. The first one, why are you here? Just wh- what's your why? Why are you here? And my second one is, what's your biggest hope for for the Numerica pack? What's your biggest hope? And then I took all of them. They said, what are you going to use them for? I said, well, you'll find out here. <laughs> those will come back to haunt you. But you got to think about those things. You know, you got to think about your why. Why, you know, why did I want this job? And it just became immediate to me that Wenatchee, the valley, called on my heart. It called on my soul. It called on my mind. You know, I think about the center Often it's hard for me to turn off my work brain. Oh, I know all about that. <laughs> that's that's how it goes, I think right? about this all the time. Yeah, I think about my job all the time. No matter what I do, I, I, 24-7, I'm thinking, that could be content for the air. This is how I could relate it to my listeners. I'm constantly thinking about how I can connect to people, especially with my son now, and we're house hunting and all these different things. Welcome to the club. Oh, goodness, I know. It's something else. But think about all of these things, you know? How do you connect with people? How do you relate to people? We all have something in common. It's a very polarizing time in humanity that we live in. Mm-hmm. For various reasons, sometimes we forget we all have way more similarities than we do differences. There's there, a big middle. There is a big middle that we can connect with people on and talk about things. One of those, for my connection with a lot of people, it's art. It was the performing arts. It saved my life when I was when I was younger, when I was a teenager. I had no passion to be in the performing arts. I played football. I wrestled. I did all this other stuff. And then it blew my shoulders out. And I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. And my mom took me to the Phoenix Film Festival. And I was really depressed at the time. I mean, I was super depressed. I mean, to the point where I got into our RV trailer and I took a knife out there and I thought I was, mm. you know, I was going to, I was, I was going to commit suicide. And my mom yelled at me, you know, she has this very distinct voice. My mom has bright pink hair. She called me in and I ran back in and she said, you know, there's this Phoenix film festival coming up. And I said, oh yeah, okay. And she took me and it changed the trajectory of my life at 19 years old because I was just solely focused on this mm-hmm. thing. And I told avid students that a few weeks ago, you know, I told them that story because it's not about getting an emotional plea out of people. I don't need anybody to feel sorry for me. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to say we all go through struggles. Mm-hmm. We all do. Everybody goes through it. I, I, I see my uh, therapist, Dr. Delner, you know, once a month because it's a way for me to decompress and get things off of my chest because I'm, I'm a thinker. You know, I think deeply. But that is a connection that people have when we think about when we're younger and these passions in life and how do we move forward. And art saved my life. It really pushed me forward to think about things in a different way, in a, in a very different way. We're fortunate for a lot of people that is the common denominator for that release or that expression is art. You know, yeah. For some people, it's art, music. It can be sports for some people. There, There is other options for that connection. But for a lot of people, it is the performing arts. So let, let's talk about the Numerica Festival of Trees. Sure, let's do it. (laughs) Let's get that information out there. I'm a little upset that the new event is already sold out. (laughs) The Festival of Spirits. The Festival of Spirits. A holiday cocktail competition. (laughs) You are the fourth person this morning 
while we're recording this. You're the fourth person this morning to tell me that. But it's such good news that it's sold out. But there are other events that are not sold out that people can go to, right? So that was on, that is on Wednesday, the 17th. Right. We then have our traditional holiday spice variety shows. All of these artists who are donating their time to come put this on for us. And there's a lot of fun stuff. And we've got the High School Musical Frozen is going to do a couple numbers. We've got Fabulous Feet there. Stage Kids is going to be there. And then we just have a ton of talent that are coming in to donate their wonderful voices and uh, these musicians. And so that'll be on November 18th and November 19th, Thursday and Friday at 7 p.m. And you can get your tickets at numericaback.org or call 663-ARTS or go visit uh, Zach Missile, our box office manager, who's one of the friendliest people I've he ever really met. really is. Um, just a very heartwarming uh, human and... Uh, uh, we're so lucky to have him. What about the gala? I've never, I've never gone. I've never been. I don't Me know either. what it's about. Oh yeah, you're new. <laughs> um, you're brand new, right? Uh, so it's the Confluence Health uh, Gala and Dinner, along with a live auction, and so that's where we sell all the grand trees. That's where we live auction off all these grand trees. I feel like maybe I have gone. <laughs> You never know. You just don't know. Um, and so we, we, uh, we live auction those off. There's silent auctions for mini trees and wreaths and classic trees. There, we actually have a live auction item this year uh, donated by a couple in Arizona that I happen to know really well. You sure? Yeah. I wonder. They, I wonder where they came from. Right? How did they, how did they arrive? They are donating a five-night stay during spring training. They live across the street in Surprise, Arizona from the Rangers and Royals complex. They live 15 cool. minutes from the Mariners complex. Uh, five nights. They got a pool, 1,900-square-foot home that they're going to let us auction off. How cool. Yeah. And then we've got board members, uh, Steve and Julie Robinson, are donating a pool party for a children's birthday party. Uh, for up to 12 kids. And then there will be an activity afterwards as well, either like an art activity or a sports activity that they'll get someone to come in and do. Now, all of these decorated trees. Yes. I actually know a couple of people who do the decorating of their trees. These are all donated trees too? Yeah, they come in and then a ton of different community members decorate them all kinds of different ways. Like the Wenatchee Downtown Association is doing a gift card tree. So it's gift cards to all of the WDA local businesses on the avenue. Oh, very cool. Oh, that's awesome. It's really, it's going to be really awesome. And then we have the grand trees and they're, uh, I like the candy trees. Let's be real. Put some candy on a tree and then give me some like candy underneath the tree and then maybe like candy in the tree. And maybe, just a, candy. maybe a tree, maybe made out of candy. <laughs> just candy right in my mouth. Just then candy, please. Yeah. Thank you. No chocolate, like candy. Yeah. Those are always good. There's like spa days or the, what do they do? Like, yeah, they got like spa days. There's a, we, we pamper yourself tree. Yep. The We're movie doing one tree. Of, one of the items uh, on one of the grand trees is a private dinner with this guy. Boom. Woo. At the new Hellbent Brewing location in Pibus Market. Very We're cool. going to do a. We're going to do a beer tasting and dinner there. That way people can grill me and ask me a million questions, which is my favorite. I already got to do that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> See, so it's it's one of those things, but uh, it's a way for you know people to get to know me a little bit better because always when you're new to a community, they're like, who is this person yes. and what are they doing here? And what I'm are your intentions? All the questions. I feel like I go on like 50 different prom dates every day with oh. like parents like asking you the question of like, who are you? What are your intentions for our center? <laughs> what are you thinking about? Please have it closed up by 11 p.m. Okay, fair enough. Except when we do Rocky Horror. Then it's open till like 2 a.m. Yeah, I, my, I couldn't I couldn't go. You missed it. I was in my corset and everything. Oh. Yeah. 
or is, is that ever going to be come back? Is that going to be a regular? We're going to do that every year. Okay, We're do could that you not do year. it on a Friday night because I host karaoke? <laughs> think about it. I'll think about it. I'll get a. Uh, well, I was actually hosting the Halloween party for the carrot for the karaoke night. I would have gotten coverage to go to something like that because that's right up my alley. Yeah. The staff asked me. They were like, "How do you how do you feel about uh, doing Rocky Horror with a shadow cast?" And I was like. Well, I've worn the gold speedos myself because that's what I did in college. That's what was my first introduction to Rocky Horror was I played Rocky in a shadow cast. So I was like, yeah, of course, let's do it. And we did. People came and people dressed up and just had a blast and threw rice and, you know, used the newspapers and the squirt guns. And it was a good time. Dude, you're going to fit right in around here. I can tell. Are you having a good, you're having a good time living around here? I love it. We, my wife uh, just got a job. Osiris just got a job at a lab at the hospital. And we really enjoy living here. It's like our pace of life. People are really, okay, right. Polarizing time. Set that aside. Everybody here is incredibly friendly. Mm-hmm. People like say good morning and hello. And just, it's like heartwarming. It just feels good. My brother's like, I didn't know places like that still exist. I was like, they do. They do. They do. And we live here. I came from New Jersey. So you can imagine everybody there kind of has a little chip on their shoulder and they're angry in traffic. And I'm like, ah, I can't. That's how I got to be living in Seattle. It was like, I get angry driving around the city. I was like, no more. I don't want any more of this. Right. It's like, it's like a breath of fresh air around here. And it's beautiful. Well, I know we, you were here to promote this Festival of Trees. Festival of Trees. Hey, we, but, you we know, got it there. in. We People, got it in. Festival of Trees. We got it in there. Numericapack.org. <laughs> you can call anybody but me about it. No, you can absolutely. Uh, my number's on the website and all of that stuff. You can reach out to the box office. We have, If you have questions about it, uh, the gala, just so everybody does know, we are continuing our COVID-19 policy. We're checking in that way for the, for the gala as well, um, just because we're doing... Everything we can, putting our best foot forward. And can people donate even if they don't want to participate and actually go because you of the ab- restrictions? Anybody can absolutely donate. I know of that's course. a stupid question. No, I, knew, there I already are knew the no answer stupid to that, questions. But. No, that's – yeah, of course. If you want to donate a dollar, $10,000, million bucks, we'll take it, folks. I mean, we're just – I think people forget we were closed for 18 months. We were the first to close and the last to open. Mm-hmm. So this is needed. It's needed. People want it. People are ready to go back out there. People are ready to have this back in their lives. So remember that that COVID and its restrictions aren't going to last forever. You do have the option. There are a couple options. If you're if you are vaccinated, if you aren't vaccinated, there's options. So you just have to make the everybody has to make the choice for themselves. But this is this is something in our community that we need. It needs to be supported. It needs the support of, of the community. It definitely does, no matter what. And we have some really cool stuff on the horizon in the spring. Ooh, are you allowed to talk about any of it? Woody! Mm-hmm. <sighs> no, but okay. I can tell you that we're working on a contract with a couple of massive music acts. Um, one was a former judge on American Idol. Um, so don't know, don't know. Still, we're going back and forth, but we're working on it. A couple of big time comedians. I wish, we, like we know for sure, we just haven't signed the contract. Like it's official that they're coming. But before, I just can't, I can't say anything, but I can tell you it is going to be. Okay. We're hoping to announce it at the at the gala. We're hoping to be able to, to do that. But I will, te- I will text you. Yeah, I'll text you and be like, like, once we get them know. signed, I'll be like, here's this group, 
this comedian, this comedian, this other musician, but we're really trying some different stuff. We're announcing our presence with authority and just trying to do some cool stuff. Well, I love it. I can't wait. I'm glad that I'm on your personal texting list now. <laughs> Thank you. And thanks for coming in. And thanks for having some me. Time. I, this has been so enjoyable. You are, you are now like in my virtual hug here. Yes. You're not going anywhere. What's Up Wenatchee is produced as a collaboration between the Darling Productions Podcast Network and Hightower Digital Media. To see all of the Darling Productions podcasts, visit darlingpodcast.com or search for them wherever you download your podcasts.